Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On this episode, I'm joined by Michael Lyons, corporate sales trainer at Long Roofing. Having graduated with not one, but two college degrees during the height of the 08-09 recession, Michael took a job as a window sales rep and never looked back. Today, he trains sales reps on how to be successful by always focusing on the why. We'll explain what that sales training looks like, what role technology plays, and how even the smallest companies can ensure proper training while not investing huge resources. So let's get this show started. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we're actually in the studio recording this. I know a lot of these I do like remotely, so it's good to see people. Yeah, it's good to see your face. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know we've done some webinars in the past. Uh, uh, Long's been a, a, a longtime user of Leap, um, but I want you just to tell us a little bit, bit more about who you are and, and what you do with, with Long. So I've been with Long now uh, almost eight years. I uh, started off as a window sales rep, moved from there to roofing, and and then in time uh, moved into uh, the corporate sales trainer position. And it was interesting when we when we first started, and they said, "Hey, let's uh, let's do this and let's have a a trainer position." I don't really think the the powers to be uh, thought that a trainer position was was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we didn't really have a set training schedule. You kind of came in a little bit of product knowledge, and then you got an attaboy, and and uh, you know, good luck on your first lead. Right. So um, we created uh, the sales presentation, and it was it was definitely a a paper flip book. Then we moved into keynote. Uh, since then we've now moved into engage, yeah. which is a, uh, an awesome tool. And then we realized, you know, why are we writing the same name, the same number, the same email five, six times on, on a contract and then addendums and all that. Yeah. And, um, uh, we were at uh, the QR 500 at BWI and, and saw a leap and, um, started talking to Steve and, and got into, uh, talked with with you guys and and it made sense for us to kind of move to fully digitalizing everything that we do which is has been wonderful yeah a buddy of mine uh, tells this good story when he started at at this uh at a roofing company they wrote the name of the homeowner down 27 times and the yeah, time the lead came in insane the end. <laughs> yeah just and to it, pass it off and yeah. say yeah here's your lead and yeah you got a paper uh, or a text of a of a picture of of what was in the computer yeah. and, and then you went out and you know, you wrote it on your needs assessment. You wrote it on your uh, measure sheet. Um, so it, yeah. it's wonderful to to have all that automated now. I still remember, uh, you know, we we and maybe companies still do this, but you, they'd actually like print out a uh, Google Maps like driving directions for the crew. You know, like I have on paper. heard that. Yeah. Yes, I have heard that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's funny. I, 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 you know, you know, it's some sometimes we we still did that, um, but 
now with GPS, everybody's got it in their phone. They can type in the address and, and, and be there. But uh, just funny how, how antiquated the industry was, even just, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's not, uh, not that long ago. Some people I talk to and it's, it's, you know, oh yeah, we're using technology and awesome. You know, what are you using? And well, we got an Excel spreadsheet and, you know, mm-hmm. we use Google Maps and, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's technology for them. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how much it progresses in the short time. Now, how'd you get into to being a window salesman? Like, you know, did you grow up thinking I want to, I want to be in home improvement or that was always my dream. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Um, when I graduated from college, uh, in 09, there weren't many jobs, uh, was in the finance. Now you have two degrees though, right? I, I, I love how you yeah. love to say that. Um, yeah, business and, and, um, and economics with yeah. minor in finance. So that was the goal, but yep. obviously in 09, that was not a great major to have. Right, um, right. Nobody wanted to hire. And uh, I had a, a family member of mine that worked at a window company in the area and said, hey, come over here and, and you know, sell windows. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what to do. Uh, they'll, they'll teach you. And that's really where the foundation came from, where the, the training came in. Um, and really where I knew that being a sales rep was just kind of the means to an end to I wanted to teach because I was able to be taught something that I didn't know anything about and then make a good living, um, and provide for my family and, you know, buy my own house and et cetera. So that's kind of where the, the path kind of led to. Now, now, uh, long doesn't, uh, they've, they've got a, they've got a, this is pun intended, right? They got a long history. They do. Um, so tell us a little bit more about, about, you know, long fence and, and how you evolved now. So the name's been around since 1945. Uh, 75 years this year. It's unbelievable that um, in our industry, most companies don't last a year or three to five. And 75 years later, the name is still around. Um, There was a spinoff in in the 90s. Um, John DePaula worked for Mr. Long, um, was married to Jill Long DePaula, his daughter. And then they spun off um, the home division and said, hey, we want to sell windows. It didn't work with the same model that Long Fence did, so they made it completely separate. And uh, 1994 started the home division, and now 26 years later, uh, our main focus is is roofing. Yeah, wow. Uh, now, is that is that history part of what you uh, train new sales reps on? Oh, of course. Yeah, you knew, uh, you knew that really well. Yeah, I mean, you gotta <laughs> you gotta have a good company story, you know. <laughs> So today, I mean, uh, long roofing, you're doing roofing, siding, windows, doors, doors, and the newest product bathrooms and bathrooms. Okay. And now when a new sales rep comes in, are they learning all of that at once or do they start with one trade? They're either going to start with roofing or they're going to start with baths. Okay. So those, those do roofing, window siding doors. Um, they're going to be learning that eventually. Yeah. Baths is going to be baths. Yeah. So the is bath it, division is is really taken off and, and and very successful for us. That's awesome. What what does a new what does a sales rep have to do to be able to sell the other trades? Have to have a proven track record of success with with roofing or with baths. Uh, proven track record, but also the willingness to to want to learn another product. Yeah. Um, the it's ironic, or I guess you could call it not not ironic that. The most successful sales reps, our top reps, are versatile and, and, and sell more than one product. 
So it, it's not a it's not an accident that right. that that's the case. Yeah. What? Uh, so tell me, what does a day look like for you? What What does uh, you bring in new sales trips? Is it a Is it a two week training or, or how? What's that look like? Yeah, two week training. Um, well, I'm come good. in. I'm yeah, good. that was a good guess. That was a good guess. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Uh, two week training. Go through the steps. Um, learn the product, and then um, you know we we put them through a uh, a mock demo so that we know what what their capabilities are. Uh, something that we've are looking into currently and going to progressively uh, probably go company wide with no matter what you need, whether you need to set up an email or you need to, you know, know how to set up your phone email or a phone voicemail, uh, but an LMS learning management software. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's coming into now taking time off of my plate in person. So I can say, all right, Tom, you, you have to have this done by this date and I can assign it to you. I can watch your progress. You videotape yourself uh, and then you send it all in during, you know, through the LMS. Uh, so that that's something that's that's, you know, really going to be next dimensional for us. Now, how many how many sales reps do you, does Long have? Uh, we're in the 40s. 40s. OK. And so how many when, when you do these, uh, you know, two week trainings, are these? Is it just for new reps or are you, are you doing it as like continual education for existing reps? So it'll be new reps will be two weeks. Right. Um, that's their initial training. But then we have follow-up training after that, two weeks after they finish the first two weeks uh, to see kind of after they run a couple leads on their own and say, all right, where are you? You know, yeah. how have you progressed? Uh, I always tell them, and I've only had one prove me wrong, you're going to be the closest to the system the day you finish training. Right, right. So I, I, I love when they have immediate success, but I also cringe when they have immediate success because they delete things subconsciously, yeah. and then all of a sudden you sit down with them and start asking them questions, and it's like, did, did, did we actually go through training? Right. Um, <laughs> but then we do back to basics uh, every couple months with um, continuing ed with our, our current reps. So yeah, it, it's very important to, you know, I, I, I always put it to professional sports. No one just shows up on Sunday and plays football. Right. They practice all week. They practice all year. They train uh, so that when game time comes, they're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of, of being in the Marine Corps. It's like you just drink from the fire hose during boot camp. And when you get out, you're never going to be any more fit than you are after those 12 weeks. Right. <laughs> and you're never going to know as much about it as you do right then. So uh, I guess that same uh, that same type of uh, uh, feeling happens even after uh, sales training. Uh, that's awesome. What, um, uh, you know, what are you, what do your sales trainings consist of from, a, uh, you know, is it a sales process? Is it a 10 step plan, a 12 step plan? And then how do you sprinkle in the elements of technology throughout there? So it is 10 steps. Um, see, I'm getting good at this. You are game. good. Yeah. You, you've had a couple, <laughs> I uh, gave myself two options that time though. <laughs> you did 10 or 12, some are seven, um, right, right. but it's really all the same psychology. Yeah. Whether it's 7, 10, or 12, um, the argument is, is what do you break up? Uh, do you put two steps together? Right. But it's the same process, same psychology through the sale. We want everyone to be able to be well-versed in the psychology of it. It's all about the why. The why is everything. Why are you saying what you're saying? Anyone can memorize anything. But why are you actually saying what you're saying to the customer at a certain time during the appointment? The second thing is, how are you using that IT 
and the technology that you're given, whether it's Leap or it's Hover or, or um, the presentation and Engage, how are you using that and what time are you using that? And is it the appropriate time? Um, if you set it up correctly and it's, it's I, I tell my the sales reps, it, it's like a building a house. You can't put the roof on if you don't have a foundation and you don't have the framing and you don't have the windows in. Um, it, it doesn't make sense to, to start at the top and then work your way back. So yeah. when you get down to presenting your the investment to the customer, it, it's exactly that. Here is your investment. We've already built the value, and this is why you you know should move forward with us. So do they do they have a script that they use, or is it back to your why are they doing it? Is it understanding each process of the of the of the seven step or ten step process? I would say it's both. Um, there is a script. But the script doesn't mean anything if they don't understand why they're actually yeah. saying what they're saying. Sure. Yeah. Why are they asking? Uh, you're asking. Obviously, you're asking a question for a specific r- response, right? And Correct. Then based on that response, they're going to do something else. Um, that's that's interesting. So, walk me through what what's the first you know week look like for a new sales rep? Well, first we get all the uh, you know fun HR stuff out. Yeah. Of right. Life. Right. Uh, that's always good times. <laughs> uh, then we go into you know the entry. You know, how do you how do you walk up to a house to a stranger that you've never met before? Now, granted, they've they've booked an appointment. They know we're coming. Uh, we're not knocking on doors and, and saying hi and they don't know us. But we don't know that person. And I always tell every rep, you, you have to do three things. First, you have to make friends. Second, you have to solve the problem. And third, you have to make the investment affordable and make sense to them. Uh, if you don't do those three things, then then you're not going to be successful in this business. So that first week, it's really just, you know, going through your entry, your warm up. How do you talk to people? Um, how do you figure out what their needs are? You know, so many sales reps want to want to push a product that they have available without listening to the customer. Yeah, right. So we go back to the, the you know, the old uh, saying, you know, you have two ears, one mouth, use them in that ratio. Yeah. Um, and, and listen to the customer and ask them questions of, of why they want this or what their problem is and, and then solve it. Don't solve a problem that you don't know isn't there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's the biggest thing for the first week. Did you ever watch uh, the movie Hamilton or the show Hamilton? I should say I haven't, but I've been getting a lot of uh, heat from my uh, girlfriend <laughs> to watch it. So you should watch it. But anyways, there was this interesting part in the, in the very, very beginning opening, opening scene, I think. And, uh, there's everything is singing throughout this whole thing but uh they say uh talk less listen more and it's like repeated a lot in the beginning and uh it applies to a lot of things in life and and like you said in sales it's you know uh, it's much more about being able to listen and understand what that customer's uh you know desired end state is versus uh you know just telling them everything about the product and how, how good it is and 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 you know how good the company is and all those type of things instead of just spewing out that information to actually listen to what the customer is telling you and then you know, base, base, uh, your message back to them around that. Well, I think, you know, we, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's, we've been taught, especially our generation, how many times were you told when growing up, like, stop asking so many questions, stop asking so many questions. And we eventually did. Um, and then with social media, as wonderful it is, as it is in so many aspects, it made us stop asking questions. Yeah. You know, we, we speak in statements now. Uh, we post statements. We don't post questions. 
And when you when you kind of sit back and, and ask the customer, what do they want? You find out exactly what solution you need to give them. Yeah. So it, it's very important to ask questions and not just go in there. And I have reps all the time. Well, I, I did everything, Mike. I said everything. But why did you say it? Why did you say it there? Why didn't you say it there? And what was the reaction to the customer? Well, I don't remember. Okay, well, that, that's because you weren't paying attention. Right. You were just You're worried about the next thing the you motions, were going to say. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so if that's you know week one per se, what's week two look like? Week two is a lot of product. Okay. Um, getting into you know the options in the market, the products we offer, uh, and then how to present the investment to the homeowner. Uh, where it gives them multiple options to make the best educated decision that, that they can make based upon the education we've given them in the previous six, seven steps. Yeah. How do you, um, well, I'll save this for later, but how do you, what's your positioning around financing? Like, how do you bring up that conversation? How do you teach the sales reps to offer financing? They offer two options. You know, there's, there's, okay. there's two <laughs> options a rep can, or a customer can do. They can either pay cash or they can use a flex plan. We don't like the word finance. Sure, sure. Um, nobody likes financing anything that sure. incurs interest and you know all that. And um, yeah, it's it's. Do you want to go with this plan or you want to go with this plan? Yeah, and they're offering it. They're they're doing that every time, right? They're not every single time. Yeah, so they're not going to pre-qualify that customer in a manner of, or using it as a last ditch effort to close the to close the job. It's something that is offered every single time at every sale. Exactly. Let me ask you this. Have you, you've bought a car before? I have. Have you ever been offered the cash plan when you buy a car? No. <laughs> okay. I actually had to ask for it one time because I was trying to drill down on that, what that number was right. instead of just the monthly number. <laughs> yeah. Cause they come back with a, you know, and that's a difference. I mean, yeah. a lot of times you go buy a car, you ask, ask any of your friends, ask, you know, your loved ones, Hey, what's your, uh, what did you actually pay for that car? Yeah. They tell you a monthly payment number. <laughs> they won't know. You know, right. they don't even, they might not even know the APR. Yeah. Um, so we're very transparent in that and offer them everything here. Here's your total investment. Here's what the down payment would be. Here's your monthly. Here's the APR. Um, so everyone's knows what they're doing and on the same page. Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of companies can, are, are scared of financing. And I talked to so many companies that, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty important piece of, their entire sales process. And some companies are as much as I've heard, like 50% of jobs are financed. Uh, I shouldn't say as much as, but you know, that's a big number when a company that's doing a hundred million dollars a year and half mm -hmm. their business is finance volume. Uh, so I think it's, it's certainly important, right? And I would even argue that it's most companies are more than that. Yeah. Sure. Um, especially if you're selling a high ticket item, you know, uh, you look at windows, you could buy a couple windows and kind of self-finance them yeah. and then buy a couple more, a couple, you know, a couple months down the road and you're paying cash. There's no option to do half the roof. Yeah. Um, so it's a bigger investment and that option has to be there. And that's where a lot of the smaller companies that are scared of it because it's, they don't understand it. I think that's the number one thing. Um, two, they don't want to pay the contractor fees. Right. They get scared of the, of the dealer fee. But hey, three or 4% of zero is zero. So, you know, if you don't, you don't offer it, you're not going to get a lot of that business. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, I, I try to tell contractors, think of it as, as another line item for material or labor. Like it's just another cost of, to be included in that project cost. I think a lot of contractors just want to, 
they they don't account for it, and then it eats into their to their margin, uh, and so so they're looking at it as like an extra cost and not not a cost of goods you know sold because it's 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 a piece of doing uh, it's a piece of that job it's a piece of doing business. Yeah, I mean, are you not going to take a credit card? Right, right. You know, if somebody wants to pay with a credit card. Are you going to take it? Right. Probably. Yeah. So why not offer financing? Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I uh, preaching to the choir, but it's it's good information that I think a lot of people are are uh, interested in. You know, I think I heard that three to seven percent of roofing jobs are financed, and it's something like fifty to seventy percent of HVAC jobs are financed. So there's a big difference in you know the amount of roofing contractors that offer financing versus the amount of say HVAC window companies that offer financing. It's much more prevalent in those markets as opposed to roofing. And I think a lot of that is is the fear of the unknown, the fear of you know being able to account for a dealer fee and those type of things. Most most people are scared of what they don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So once you, uh, I'm in a couple networking groups and, and talk to companies that are smaller and bigger than us and, and you know, right around the same size. And it's always the smaller ones that are like, oh, I don't really want to get involved in that. Yeah. But why not? Yeah. You know, again, go back to the why. Right. Well, why don't you? And the answer is always like, well, we just never have. Okay, well. Why don't you try it? And yeah. it's, it's probably, it's not going to take any business away from you. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about, you mentioned leap, hover, engage, uh, I know you use a lot of other software and technology. How do you, uh, two, two questions. How do you, uh, you know, integrate that in the sales reps journey of, of a new sales rep and getting them acclimated to that technology? And then two, has it helped you, um, you know, I don't want to say shorten the sales training, but um, you know, with Hover, are, are you still having to teach them, you know, how to measure, uh, with the sales presentation, are you still teaching them maybe things that they have to do within like, uh, like, a, like a PowerPoint before, whereas now they're using, um, engage and, and of course with leap, you know, what are some things that throughout this sales training you've been able to sort of automate with technology, um, versus as before, you know, how, how, how are you doing it before as to compared to now? Well, I, I want everyone to know how to measure. Because it's important to, to measure with by hand. Yeah. Um, because you, you have a better understanding of, of what you're doing. It's not just all right. Let's snap eight pictures and and you know we get a we get a measurement back in 30 45 minutes. Sure. That's wonderful. It's great. And the 3D models, uh, you know, a wow factor for the customer. But what happens when you're out in you know West Virginia and or or the middle of Virginia in the mountains and you don't have service and you can't upload the pictures? You don't know how to measure. Well, you don't know how to quote the, the customer. So it's all about if we're in those situations, which are few and far between, but when we're in those situations, can we still offer and give the customer what they want? And that's an investment uh, in a quote. So, so do you teach them the hard way first? Like, let's go measure a roof, teach you out, and then, oh, oh by the absolutely. way, now you get this software yes. <laughs> that's going to do it all for you, but just in case, you know. Because <laughs> if I lead with Hover, right. when I take them out to an install, <laughs> they're going to be looking at me like, I don't really need to pay attention to this. Right, right. Um, so, yes, I, t- I teach them in person how to measure, and then, um, hey, by the way, we have this. <laughs> and uh, it's it's never like, oh, man, that, that's going to be difficult. I feel like that's in school. You know, they teach you how to do math, and then they're like, oh, here's a calculator. Yeah, that's <laughs> the same. Yeah, it's a good analogy. Yeah. It's a, exactly the same thing. Um, but as far as, as Engage, Engage makes it so much easier for the back end. It's not so much for the, for the rep. Um, it is more interactive. It, it's right. awesome for the customer. 
than using Keynote, PowerPoint. You know, they, they just scream early 2000s. Sure. Um, yeah. They still yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, the Engage makes it just very fluid throughout the, the appointment and very interactive and hence their name, engaging for the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Leap makes, cuts out time. I mean, I, I, when I train windows, which is not a, a thing we lead with, but we'll lead with roofing and bathrooms. And then when they want to learn windows, we'll teach them windows. And it's like, I can't tell you how much time I spent walking around a house, writing the same exact thing down for all my line items of windows, then pricing them all out, writing them all again on a contract and then doing, you know, your breakdown when you, you know, submit the, the job into the office. Now you can walk around with an iPad and copy and go one room, change the room location, price it all up, deactivate, activate, give them all sorts of options and then write the contract and all it is is signatures. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's sort of like giving them an Excel spreadsheet or a, or a sketch pad and then giving them, <laughs> giving them leap, right? It's a, yeah. Not even an Excel, <laughs> like, like a pen and paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. And then, uh, you know, once a, once a new, new rep is done with this two week training, um, they're then put out in the wild, right? They're, 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 they're now do you have multiple branches at long? Yes. We have one up in uh, new England. Okay. And then Canton, and, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, so when it, when a new sales rep goes out and they're, they're uh, at their branch, what's their acclimation to, to the market? What do they, do they ride along with a sales rep or do they, are they given their first lead and they're told, you know, go. So they do that during training. Um, okay. they'll go through shadows, uh, usually start day four or five, um, and rock and roll with that and, okay. and have them go out. And I like to get them out on at least a half dozen, uh, before they get out of training. Then they do that mock demo with with one of the managers, not me, uh, and that's on purpose. Yeah. I've seen them for two weeks. You know I, their strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah, and I don't want to play to that subconsciously. Yeah. Uh, so I have someone who has not been with them, sit with them and do the mock demo, and then yeah, if they pass, they're on their own. So day one, when they're in that, when they're out of training, they're they're running their own leads. As long as they pass their mock demo. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's good. No. You know, there's a lot of companies that aren't aren't of long size that mm-hmm. that, that are on here, and uh, you know what? It, sales training is just as important for those those folks as well. How did you, you know, when you transitioned into this role, what was the need that you saw or the, or that the business saw to to put you in that role? Continuity. Um, that it's hard when you're you have an outside sales rep. Uh, you cannot be in even if you have three or four sales reps, I'm sure there's people that, you know, will be listening to this that, that have a half a dozen reps and they might have the ability to run with them once a week. It's almost impossible to run with 40 some sales reps once a week, twice a week. So when I can ask a question to a rep and they say, well, I'm getting this objection or I'm getting that objection. I know what they're doing. They always go to my clothes isn't good. Well, it's not your clothes. The close should be easy. It's this that you're not asking. If you're getting three estimates all the time, this is the problem. And they'll look at me like I'm nuts. Hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm not a mind reader, guys. I just know what you're not doing in the house to get that objection constantly. You know, we didn't send you the, you know, the last 10 leads, the people that called in and said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm getting three estimates or we're going to give it to John Smith. You know, he's the three estimate guy. No, it's, it's, you're not overcoming that somewhere in the presentation 
um, or the process to to make that easy when it comes down to the end. How many sales reps did Long have when you when they created this role? Under twenty. Okay. Yep. That was kind of the turning point. What would you say that you know companies that are smaller and maybe aren't there yet to devote a resource to training? How can they you know implement some of these best practices at at least a, a smaller scale where they don't need to again um, devote resources to it? So Tom, if you had asked me that six months ago. I would have said the sales managers have to, and that's generally what the sales managers are doing. They're yeah. training, but they're managing current reps. This LMS, um, and I, it's called iSpring, is the company um, that, that we're looking into. They are, um, this is going to take a lot of time off of my plate of in-person. Sure. Also tracking, you know, what are they doing? Um, how are they doing? How do they do with this? How do they do with that? I can review it. The managers can review it. So instead of you know going out and, and running all these these appointments and any manager out there, sales manager that runs an appointment knows that you run a morning or you run an afternoon, that takes half your day. Yeah. Driving there, sitting in the appointment, reviewing it with the rep, and you've only really influenced one person. And you might have 10 to 12, 15 other people that, you, that, that are, you're responsible for. So really, is that going to take three months, once a week? Is it going to, you're going to be out of the office for the whole week? So this is, this is in my opinion, going to be instrumental in, in us uh, taking time off of our plate of in-person training, but be much more effective. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, technology will be a big, will be an important thing for, for contractors that are maybe smaller. If they have the right technology, like an LMS, that can help them. Uh, manage, uh, you know, the training and new sales reps, and not not to train them, but to give them the resources that they need to be successful without having to, you know, spend the, the their time um, to to train them and get them up to speed. Yeah, so. I mean, you think we we run a hundred mile radius of of College Park, right? That's or, in Maryland, for all that's in Maryland. I'm <laughs> sorry, College Park, Maryland. Yes, where the University of Maryland is. Um, we you have a rep that runs a ten o'clock lead. And calls you and says, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't do well at this. I didn't do well at that. Or says, this is, I don't know what I didn't do well at. Okay, well, before you're two uh, or you're six o'clock, you know, you have a, a couple hours. Why don't you do this step and this step in the LMS yeah. uh, while you're sitting in a parking lot instead of watching Netflix? Right. You know, do this and then I can review it and we'll talk again in a couple hours uh, before you run your next appointment. Instead of saying, hey, I need you to run, you know, drive in 90 minutes to the office so I can sit with you in person um, and take their time and take my time. And it's much more effective to, you know, do it that way. Yeah, that, that's really helpful. Um, you know, I uh, wanted to touch real quickly on, you know, how has how has the team been able to adapt to um, to, to the pandemic and the current conditions? I mean, what are you? What are you seeing out there? Is it, is it business as usual? Well, first, I couldn't be more proud of, of everyone that I work with, with how we've gotten through this. Um, you know, we're, we're COVID free. We have been. We've taken the necessary steps and the precautions to make sure that that, that is, is we have the best chance of, of not having that infect the company. But we've just been listening to the customer. Again, it goes back to listening. 
if they want us to do a virtual presentation, then fine. Um, if they if they want us to come to their home, then fine. And and what we've realized is most people are okay with us coming out. Now we might have to take a table out and a couple chairs, which most reps have have taken upon themselves to go get. So they carry around a folding table and chairs. Yeah, it's like tailgating. Yeah, you know what I mean, tailgating now, roof style. Now see, I I'm I'm uh, originally from the Rochester Buffalo area. So I'm a big Bills fan up there, and if you have a folding table in your trunk and you're, you're near a Bill stadium, you know, somebody's, somebody's likely to get slammed through that table. <laughs> nobody's been slammed through a table. We haven't broken okay. any tables yet. No, we have not. Nobody jumping off a roof. And <laughs> no, it's kind of, it's, I guess we could, uh, the analogy would be a Raven Steelers game. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. So the many tables broken at that, yeah. um, we haven't had any tables broken at an appointment. Yeah. So it's, it's been good. No, that, 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 that's really interesting. And, uh, so, so from a consumer standpoint, a homeowner standpoint, what's been their expectation? I don't really think the pe- people know. I, and when they, they don't know what we're going to do anyway, pre-pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, they know we're going to come out. We need 60 minutes of their time. And then we kind of, you know, the rep sets the agenda. That's part of the entry. Now it's, hey, we're going to come out and we let people tell us, we don't want you to in the house. Okay, that's fine. Um, the, the, the representative coming out will have, you know, a, a different way of, of presenting this for you, whether it's a table and chairs out in the yard, sitting on the patio, sitting on the back porch, um, pitching through a screen, screen door. Uh, that's happened many, many a times. Really? So just like before, when we adapted to carbon copies to leap, um, keynote to engage pre pandemic to pandemic. It's you just adapt and and you know keep going forward. Now they're not when when a lead comes in. I'm assuming if let's say I don't. Do you have a call center? Mm-hmm. So when a lead comes into the call center, are they are they um, you know asking questions like can a rep come inside or are they just assuming that a hey, we're setting our meeting just like we've always set and if the homeowner has some kind of uh, requests then we'll meet those requests at that time. So there, it's business as usual, okay. uh, unless the customer brings something up. The only thing that we've really come in into, and we solved it quickly, was, are you going to be home? That was always a question we asked prior to. Yeah. You know, are all decision makers going to be there? Nowadays, well, everyone's Of home. course. <laughs> yeah. The, the answer is yeah. 100% yes, because everyone's there. But what if they're working from home? Yeah. You know, it's a 2 o'clock appointment on a Tuesday, and we get there, and... and the other individuals on a conference call. Okay, well, that, that poses an issue. Yeah. So we just tweaked that a little bit and, and said, you know, are you are both of you going to be able to meet with us for at least 60 minutes? And that has changed, you know, that tune or that result uh, very quickly. Yeah, that's no, interesting. You know, I think uh, the general consensus I've heard is that uh, while companies are, were ready to pivot and make whatever necessary changes they, they needed to, uh, the consumer expectation or the homeowner's behavior hasn't been that which dictated they move to you know, some kind of completely remote environment. Right? There's still an appetite for, for uh, a sales rep to come in the home and, and meet with that homeowner or you know, do it outside with a, a table and chairs set up. Uh, so it's really interesting. That's, uh, um, I think, good feedback for people that are maybe unsure of which way to go. Well, I've talked to many, you know, companies that went, you know, 100% virtual thinking they were getting ahead of it. And, and then that was, that wasn't a bad decision. 
no one knew what was going to happen. Uh, but they did that, and then they realized, hmm, well, we're we're probably closing about 20% less yeah. uh, by doing that. So then they switched, They quickly changed their tune and said, all right, well, we're just not going to bring it up. Okay, well, if you don't bring it up and the customer brings it up, again, it's listening to them. But when you have someone who's not scared and we're going to take the necessary precautions, but then we ask them all these questions, all of a sudden they become scared. And they're like, no, 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 I don't want you in my house. Uh, let's do it virtually. So you're kind of setting them up to go down that path. Yeah. Now, now you, you're, I imagine you're the, the, the guys, girls, they're, they're carrying, uh, uh, you know, all the PPE. So they've got face masks. Are they wearing like the booties in the home? Yes, on the shoes? And absolutely. What, what, what else would they have with them? Um, masks. They have gloves. Okay. Um, they have spare masks for the customer. Okay. In case the customer's at home and, oh, well, I, I left my mask in the car or I don't, can't find it or whatever. Um, okay, well, we have we have a spare one, um, you know, wrapped in in plastic for you, and here you yeah. go. I've heard some uh, some companies have like a, a hand washing station for their like their, their when the production, you know, when the when the um, guys are there to, to actually tear off the roof or put a new roof on or install whatever. It yes, may be. that's required in Massachusetts. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, at every install that we have in our in our New England branch, uh, there is a hand washing station. Okay. That's been that was a you know a, a challenge in the beginning. Yeah. But. Hey, you, again, you got to adapt and, and we got to do what we got to do. So yeah. we have a hand washing station and, and the uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts has been uh, checking that frequently. Yeah, they're keeping you honest. Yes, That's they good. are. Um, well, Austin, this has been really good. Uh, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I wanted to ask you one last question. Uh, what advice do you have for sales managers or owners that don't have the resources to bring on a sales trainer? Well, I, I go back to you have to have some sort of training. You have to have some sort of continuity in what you're doing. Unless you're going to ride with those reps every single day and know what they're doing, you have to be able to ask questions and find out what they're doing without being with them. Right. And that's the most important part. Um, this, uh, this LMS that, I, that I've talked about a couple times, uh, it's not that expensive. You know, you're talking about a little over $1,000 a year to, to have this. And, and, yes, you'll have to build it out. It's PowerPoint-based. Um, but it's not difficult. It's very, very easy in there. And that would be my biggest push right now to, um, and I'm not plugging iSpring at all. Sure. Uh, <laughs> they don't even know that, that I'm talking about them, but I just, uh, there's a lot of technology that comes across my plate and, yeah. you know, from stemming from you guys and webinars we've done and people are like, Hey, do this, do that. And then once you get into it, the implementation's hard. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. And we've talked about that. That's implementation, implementation. Yeah. The yeah. idea is great. The money might not be an issue, yeah. but it's the implementation. Yeah. And this one's pretty easy to implement. That's good. Yeah. No, that's great. I think at the end of the day, if I, if I'm hearing you right, it's, uh, devote the time and energy to, to make sure that training happens and that, um, th that doesn't mean that, uh, you have to ride along with that rep all the time. Uh, but put in the, the systems, processes, technology, whatever it may be to help them be successful. Yeah, I mean, we used to put roofing on with a hammer and nail. Now we use a nail gun. So, you know, use your resources that are out there that, that aren't going to break the bank, but uh, that you can make happen. Well, awesome. This has been really uh, good information that you've shared. I think a lot of people are going to uh, take a lot away from this on how they can better their, better their teams uh, and give them more training. So, Really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. 
Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leaptodigital.com or follow one of our social channels. Until next time, see you.